I believe that this technology certainly has potential pitfalls that we all have to be aware of and we have to embrace and we have to understand. But I truly believe that AI is absolutely going to unlock a new wave of creativity um, and a different way of thinking about how we solve how we solve problems in terms of bringing products to the market. You're listening to Transform Talks, the podcast about global supply chain transformation. I'm Maria Villablanca, co-founder and CEO of Future Insights Network, a fast-growing network of over 130,000 supply chain and manufacturing executives worldwide. Now on this show, I'm going to be interviewing and having conversations with some of the biggest names in supply chain and business, where we're going to be discussing topics around digitization, transformation, leadership, technology, business models, diversity, sustainability, and much, much more. Welcome back to Transform Talks. This week, I'm sitting down with Sasha Palitkoff. Sasha is the Senior Vice President, Digital Supply Chain at Dell Technologies. She's got over two decades of experience spanning a series of leadership positions helping organizations solve complex business challenges. And before joining Dell, she worked for the likes of Johnson & Johnson, Raman Haas, which is now Dow, Accenture, and even the White House. She's currently responsible for leading Dell's global digital supply chain function with the ultimate goal of maximizing operational efficiency while reducing costs and improving the customer experience. I hope you enjoy. Hi there, Sasha. Welcome to Transform Talks. Thanks for being here. Uh, It's a pleasure to be with you here today. Great. So... You know what? I've got a lot of questions to ask you, and uh, I'm going to try to get through them through through this podcast. But I want to start in a different area. I was really impressed to hear that you were an intern at the White House. What was that like? Oh my goodness! Well, look, you know, as a 19, 20 year old, what was there not to be excited about being uh being in that building? You know, world leaders walking the halls. You're in the thick of decision making, right? That was really impacting people's lives. Um, and if I think about it truly, um, and, and similar to your to your podcast and thoughts, right, it was my first, uh, I would say, real experience in transformational leadership. You know, my role really at the White House was about to really getting a deep understanding of the administration's agenda, um, identifying candidates that were going to be put into presidentially appointed positions, and then championing the process through. Um, and that's not too different, quite frankly, from what I do in my day-to-day job now at Dell as our, our senior vice president of our supply chain digital capabilities. You know, I'm, I'm accountable for really understanding how we think about our supply chain, how we think about the digital capabilities that need to be there, bringing forward potential solutions, and then as we identify those solutions, making sure that they come to reality. So. Um, I always say that experiences build upon experiences, and I look back at those days very, very fondly as a volunteer at the White House. I mean, you know, you were in the thick of it, right? And and right now, let's 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 move on to AI, which is something that is a very topical conversation for all kinds of companies and all kinds of individuals. So let's talk about AI in supply chain. Now, I know that Dell has a number of AI solutions, but I was really wondering if you could. I don't know, talk to us a little bit about some of the ways in which you're currently using AI, you know, to improve efficiency within your own digital supply chain. Yeah, I mean, look, I, I think, you know, as we think about Dell, we are definitely technologists optimists regarding AI, um, how it influences our products, our customers, our employees. 
Um, this is not a new shiny object for us. We've got a proven track record of using AI to help improve our logistics, our category management, inventory tracking, risk management, et cetera. But I, I really think the exciting piece of where we are on this journey now is really in support of not just our customer experience, but how we really are allowing ourselves to think about this technology and implementation in terms of how it's really changing the experience of our employees um, and how they come to do work every, every day. The ability for AI to really help augment decisions, um, help to drive automation of those decisions, um, and, and really letting computers do what they do best, right, which is repeat activity and, and allow our human capital really focus on truly those deep, hard, hard questions. So, you know, that, that's definitely a focus for us. I think the other place is, you know, transcending from what I'll call vertical AI utilization and solving discrete supply chain problems, whether it's product supplier quality, things of that nature, to really using AI to help us understand end-to-end -end business processes across the supply chain. You know, typically these were kinds of solutions where, you know, it might take a significant amount of data and human capital to really assess a very large data set. And you would get answers that potentially were too late, right, to be able to really make a, an effective decision. Um, and now we're at a place where this capability is allowing us to bring those data sources together very rapidly and help us really identify uh, potential opportunities you know, across the uh, life cycle uh, of a supply chain activity in, in a very different way than we, we had been in the past. So I'm, I'm really excited. We're seeing lots of different operations or, or applications, if you will, of AI across the supply chain. And, and you know, there's a lot to unpack in what you just said, but I'm gonna hone in on the fact that you keep talking about this as something that's in line with your human capital. And I think you're right. A lot of times people are so fixated and focused on the technology that they don't really look at how this is going to augment existing human capital in, in our day to day. So it's a very good point that you just uh, touch upon right there. So I know a few months ago you shared your thoughts on LinkedIn on a post that you talked about the risks with AI, the risks that are involved in AI. And one of the risks that you referred to was blindly accepting the output as the definitive answer. And I want to expand on that a little bit. And, and, and do you think that AI is going to, I don't know, maybe inhibit or stifle some innovation in the supply chain? Or do you think that it's going to end up maybe opening or unlocking new possibilities for creativity and solutions, you know, at, well, problem solving? Yeah, no, I think it's a terrific question. I mean, look, I... Um... I believe that this technology certainly has potential pitfalls that we all have to be aware of and we have to embrace and we have to understand. But I truly believe that AI is absolutely going to unlock a new wave of creativity um, and a different way of thinking about how we solve how we solve problems in terms of bringing products to the market. Um, you know, I, I talked a little bit about you know this concept of moving from what I'll call discrete problem solving to truly end-to-end -end capability. Um, I think we're starting to see, you know, people talk about this concept of having people work in the loop, right, where they're banging against transactions to potentially being on the loop, where they've got some augmented uh, decision capabilities to truly being to the side of the loop, uh, where you've got supply chain uh, expertise that that is truly helping to think about and program, right, and letting the supply chain almost run in certain places and, and it lights out. Capacity, and I, I think we're starting to really see that innovation unfold 
And it's helping us to really start to think about our roles and how we do our work in a very, very different way, right? Where I might have in the past had discrete roles in, in planning or logistics uh, you know, or procurement, we're now seeing the convergence of those roles as we start to think about these, these technologies. So I, I think it's really driving a, a very different uh, level of innovation and, and how we think about not just how we work the supply chain how it's currently designed, but how we might actually rethink how the supply chain is designed and, and executing the development and the production of products as well as we move forward. So I, I think it's a little bit of this kind of back and forth opportunity that, that I see evolving for sure. I like what you said there with regards to potentially redesigning the supply chain. One of the things that I talk about quite a lot is the fact that we use the term supply chain, which you know involves thinking about this in a linear capacity, uh, when in reality, we're more like we're, we're dealing with more of a network, aren't we? We're dealing with more of an ecosystem. So maybe with utilization of AI, we could perhaps expand our own minds to redefine and redesign the supply chain to deal with the kind of world that we're living in right now. Can you give us some examples of how you're using AI? If that's possible, uh, are you using ChatGPT? I use it all the time. Yeah, well, I mean, I think this concept, right, that we're not in a vacuum, right? Supply chains are not are not solo practitioners is is really key. Um, there's a concept that's come out onto the forefront called, you know, constellations of value, and you know how we think about the fact that, uh, you know, there are, there are multiple players um, in terms of delivery. Um, and one of my favorite books actually is is by Stephen Covey, The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, and he really talks about this concept of win-win. And so when we think about this constellation of value and you think about your suppliers in that, that ecosystem or you think about your customers in that ecosystem and yourself, uh, AI is really helping us to start to really think about the exchange of information within that constellation of value um, in terms of what information is really valuable to the multiple parties and to be able to exchange that so we all become more efficient and at the end of the day really being able to drive uh, a better outcome for, for the customer. You know. It would be naive of me to say we're done and, and we're there and we see all of it. No, certainly not. But I think we're starting to see uh, really a, a, a very collaborative approach. And one of the things I think Dell has really prided itself on is truly being a significant partner you know, with, with our, our constellation of value in the past. And AI is just helping us to continue to mature and enrich uh, that, that relationship that we've had for, for many, many, many years. You know what? Can I tell you how I love the constellation of value, what you've just said there? I really love the visual element, what comes to mind when I think about this. And I think that it adequately expresses exactly what's going on with regards to supply chain, what's going on to the way that we do business, the way that we operate as businesses. You know, a lot of what I talk about is also is transformation, not just from a digital perspective, but everything involved in transforming your business. To, to operate in a more digitally savvy world with a different demographic, right? With, you know, all the crisis that's going on in the world. Again, probably this goes back again to your days in, uh, as an intern in the White House. It's all hands on deck. So much is happening. So many different things all at once, right? Well, I wish I, I could take credit for coining that term. I can't, but, but it really speaks to me. Right, and in, in terms of, of how this works. And, and I think you're spot on, right? Because I think as we think about these digital capabilities, 
you know, another another great book, The Goal, which I'm sure many of your your readers have have read. Right, we can only go as fast as the person that's the most burdened, and and so in this environment of digital capability. Um, and our partners, right? There really has to be a look at how do we raise truly the digital acumen of everybody with us. We can't just go it alone. So uh, I love I love that concept. But you know what? The, the, which leads me to my next question, and and I get asked this quite a lot, which is what kind of digital skills or what kind of skills do you think that leaders and workers of the future are going to need in supply chain? And so I'm going to ask you this, and then I'm going to tell you what I think and see if we're on the same page or not. Look, I mean, I, I don't think that you're gonna see a uh, divergent from some of what I'll call the foundational supply chain skills, right? People with understanding, planning and procurement, manufacturing, logistics, what have you. Um, I actually think there probably will be a renaissance of some of the, the more historical skills like process excellence and Six Sigma, et cetera. And, and this is why, right? When we think about AI capabilities, and the development of solutions to help us run our business processes more effectively or efficiently or giving us better answers. The reality is it, it goes back and it, it really has a very strong grounding in some of those concepts of what is in control versus what is out of control and how do I think about that and how do I design it? Um, and so that the answers, and I think back to your earlier question around, well, you know, well, do we see this being a challenge or an opportunity of understanding what those answers are and are they really in the right zip code in terms of us being able to deliver deliver effectively? So I think number one, that foundation absolutely is going to be key. I think two, a deeper appreciation for data architecture and how tools are, are in the ecosystem. No longer is it okay for our supply chain executives to kind of throw the preferably a ball over the wall and have the IT teams go go do it. They really need to deeply understand how those, those tools are being used. Um, you speak a lot about you know change and transformation. I think some of these softer skills of human capability are absolutely at the center of what we're what we're talking about. Um, and so I, I I think it's really this convergence of deep supply chain technology and I would say even you know the kind of the financial and the business skills um, will really be infused in terms of the supply chain executives of the future. I don't think we're going to see, you know, the, the historical, you know, grow through procurement or, or grow through through planning. I, I think we're probably going to see a much more um, aggregated or, or diverse uh, background of the person that, that's really driving uh, leadership within supply chain in the future. And I'm curious to hear if that aligns or is different from yours. I'm with you. <laughs> well, I was just going to say, <laughs> yeah. I'm with you. We're on the same page here. I, I, I think that there, if you would ask this question or when I was asked this question, maybe a year ago, I would hear a lot of people that say, oh, you're going to need loads of digital skills and data, and you're going to need to know how to code and understand the different type of coding. And, and I, and I have been thinking about this. And I think the answer to that is the supply chain leader or manager or executive of the future is going to need to be very much in line or attuned to the what's going on in the world some elements of geopoliticians some elements of economists some elements of current affairs right understanding that i think that's a very important thing to, to have whether it's a deep understanding or not I, I don't think so but certainly you need to have an appreciation you need to have an intrinsic appreciation of data and technology in my opinion if you don't know what's going under the hood as it were of your technology you know, uh, you're going to fail. Now, whether you need to know how to code it, I don't think so. 
I think you need to know that it's there and how it, the parts work together, especially if it breaks down. I agree with you. You can't be chucking this ball over the wall and saying, that's not my deal. It's the IT guys have to deal with this. I think you're also going to have to be someone that is very much in love with data and understanding that there is just more data that's going to be coming our way, right? And then lastly, the critical skills, the soft skills, the sort of agile thinking. And what I talk about a lot as well is diverse teams and not just color, creed, although that's very important. I think people from different backgrounds with different experiences, with different, again, which is why I honed in on your experience as an intern in the White House, coming from all walks of life, because we're in uncharted territory with regards to black swan after black swan event, unknown, uncertainty. And I sure want to be in the room with someone who has the ability to think laterally as opposed to just thinking linearly, right? No, I think that's right. Yeah, and and I think the ability to really quickly be able to understand the problem um, and, and be able to articulate that, right? I mean, that is definitely a skill. To your point, right, there's more data available to us now than ever. There are more ways of being able to solve problems now more than ever. And I think we've got to get smarter and and really hone in on our problem definition uh, skills as we as we think about this. And to your point earlier around the you know our partners that are involved. Okay, well, who really is involved and who really cares about that that problem is also a, a key I think differentiator. But I like what you talk about. I think the, a lot of the legacy skills you know are also going to be needed. It's not just about going, throwing out the old and starting the new. I don't think that transformation for the sake of transformation or change for the sake of change and new is what, what is needed. I think that we, I agree with you, we're probably going to see people that have a deep understanding of, you know, Six Sigma or, or the experiences behind that operational excellence to be able to ask the type of questions that are going to be needed moving forward. So it's it's almost like a little bit of this, a little bit of that, a little bit of everything to make the, the leader of the future. I, I gave an example at a chat I was at recently at a conference I was speaking that I don't think it's going to be so much about knowing the, the mechanics behind things. Like, for instance, in my car, when I get in my car every morning, I just press the button and hope that it works. I may not know exactly how uh, I don't know, the fuel injection system works. I know it's there, but I couldn't describe to you that the fuel injection, how the fuel injection system works. But I just know that I have an appreciation for the mechanics of my car or understanding of the theory behind my car, and I know how to use it. And I think that's what we kind of need to have as well, is people that know how it all comes together, but maybe not putting it all together, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, I, I think that's that's spot on. And back to your car analogy, right? Like if you're driving your car and it's not accelerating the way you expect or it's not braking the way you expected, right? You know enough to know, hey, there is a problem and, and to then go find the deep, deep expert. And, and I think that's, that's the piece, right? When we talk about AI and knowing are we in the right zip code, to your point, it's not that everybody's going to need to be able to code, but they're going to need to understand, okay, well, what does good look like so that I know I'm in the right, the right place? Perfect. Exactly. So I want to now move our conversation to uh, being a woman in supply chain, because uh, clearly you are. I am too. There's not a lot of us. I mean, it's getting better. The numbers are much better than how it was 20 odd years ago when I was the only woman in the room to now, you know, more people. But I want to ask you as a woman leader, 
as a female leader in you know, an expansive global technology supply chain, what advice do you think that you can provide to other women or underrepresented groups looking to pursue a career in STEM and more specifically supply chain? Yeah, look, I, I think to your point, right, we've made some progress, but certainly not not enough uh, to be to be very, very candid. Certainly, right, as we think about how how we get after that, uh, you know, how we're engaging younger generations in, in their pursuit of science and technology. I'm really very grateful and, and really proud of some of the work that Dell's done in this space in terms of really engaging with younger generations through things like Girls Who Game and Dell Student Tech Crew, et cetera, right? Because the reality is unless we start to really build a bigger pool that starts to come into these earlier parts of their career, we have no hope of, of you know, kind of that, that funnel. You know, when I think about girls and women um, in supply chain, you know, I, I think the, the key here is that when we think traditionally about supply chain, leadership roles in particular, um, they traditionally came out of manufacturing or they traditionally came out of, of planning roles, which quite frankly were not roles that were really conducive to women who might be nine months pregnant and couldn't run 24-7, right? We, we have a biology that is part of, of who we are that, that is really real. And I think the beauty of where technology and particularly digital technology has taken us is that we don't have to be physically present 24 hours a day to be able to build that, that expertise. I think we also have seen over the last, at least in my career, the last 20, 25 years, a true shift in the mentorship and the sponsorship of what it means to be an effective, an effective leader. And many of the things that we as women need, quite frankly, it's not just us. When I, I think about my male staff that are uh, on my teams as well, right? They want to be with their kids trick-or-treating for Halloween. They want to be at the football games. They they're dealing with elder parents as well, right? Things that are really life. And, and I, I don't think you can separate you know, your human part from your, your work self. It is one, one self. And so I think part of this is really as a female being very true um, to yourself, being very clear of defining what success looks like for you, independent of what might be expected of the industry or the role. Um, and then seeking out mentors that can help you really live that definition and sponsorship. Um, and they're very different. I talk about this a lot with, with my teams and the difference between a mentor and, and a sponsor and sponsors that can help open doors um, to not just type of work that you want to do, but within organizations and within um, you know, communities that have people that also embrace the style of, of life that you're looking for as well. And, and I think realizing that there is room here for for all of us in this career. Supply chain is a really exciting career prospect, in my opinion. And I think that's something that we need to do in our generation is to fly the flag of supply chain and say, you know, if you want to be part of something that's purpose driven, that can change the world quite literally, uh, then come join us. And, and I think that's that's why I love talking to, to other women in this space. And I love sort of leading by example as well in this. Sasha, we've reached the end of our show, but before I let you go, even though you've already done it and you've given us some recommendations, I wanna ask you if there are any books, any other books that you can think of that uh, have had an impact on you, whether it's personal or professional uh, that you could recommend besides the two other ones that you just talked about. 
Oh my goodness. Well, those are definitely two that are at, at top of my, my list. You know, I think, um, some of the next generational thinking on top of Stephen Covey that's been coming out by Michael Hyatt and, and the organization. I, I think they're really um, very powerful in terms of just self-discipline and habit building um, as well. Um, so those are the ones that I, I typically turn turn to. Atomic Habits is, is definitely another one of my, my favorites, um, you know, in terms of, and, and maybe it's because it's so aligned so well with AI in terms of how do you automate Right, that that it speaks very, very loudly uh, to me as well. So those those would be the ones I would definitely recommend. Well, Sasha, I love I have loved talking to you, and I do agree with you. I think that AI is definitely going to level the playing field for for many people, and uh, it's going to be a huge opportunity. So thanks so much for being here, and I'm sure that we'll talk again soon. It was my pleasure. I'm really excited to be joining your very, very long list of, of very uh, strong leaders in this space. So that's it for this week. Thanks for listening. I do hope you gained some valuable insight from this week's episode. To stay up to date with the latest developments, be sure to follow us on LinkedIn at Transform Talks. Also, if you don't already follow me on LinkedIn, please do so now. I'm always keen to connect with supply chain and business leaders from around the world. You can find me by searching for Maria P. Villablanca. And if you're lucky, I may let you know what the P in my name stands for. In the meantime, wishing you a great week ahead. And as always, for those of you listening, I'll catch you at the next one.